Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world. Join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey there, and welcome back to this episode. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I'm so excited today because I have Cindy Van Arman and Arnhem. She is, see, I knew I'd screw it up. Cindy Van Arnhem. And she, uh, I just met her at a great women's organization or women's event in um, Las Vegas called uh, Pop and Now. So funny, yeah. Pop Now. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same or whatever, which is. I know it's pretty funny. Uh, the network of outstanding women and power of pink, right? Those are the two things. And um, she has received an award, which she has right behind her. Wait, look, wait, there's mine. There's mine way, way, way back there. There's yours. Uh, I received a mentor of the year. What did you receive? And that was, wasn't this year, but last year. A couple of years ago. Rising Star 2021, actually. Rising there you Star. Go. Rising Star 2021. So I love that. And um, so we met each other there and we both had the opportunity to speak. So we both went after each other and said, hey, be on my podcast. So um, we'll make sure that we have the link to the podcast that I was a guest on hers, as well as, um, you know, all the links that we'll have here. But Cindy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm honored and I'm really excited to have our conversation today. Good. I am too. Okay. So let me do just a brief bio. We'll have you her full bio sitting here. Um, Cindy doesn't play by the rules. She rewrites them with a fearless spirit and determination to shatter the status quo. She leads the charge in helping intuitives get paid for their gifts. She doesn't see problems, only opportunities. And with a knack for turning chaos into clarity, she is the go-to expert in simplifying the online space for sustainable revenue, right? And one of the things that, and then well, you can read her, her bio. And I want to say thank you first for uh, being here today and watching um, or, and or listening to our show because I know everybody's really busy. So it's an honor to have you as um, a listener and I appreciate that so much. And um, moving into a little bit about Cindy. Um, so you were previously a virtual assistant and now you are a social media guru. Um, and I know that there's some kind of marrying going on because when I was on your podcast, we were laughing about, yeah, the whole world about being a virtual assistant. So uh, tell mm -hmm. us, yeah, tell us a little bit about that aspect of it. And then we'll go back further here in a moment, but tell us a little bit about your, um, your life as a virtual assistant, why you became that, and then, you know, how you've transformed and how you're, maybe you're helping other virtual assistants. I don't know, but let's find out what, <laughs> yeah, what, what you're doing now. Maybe they're calling you too, because they're going, oh, I can't do it either. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I discovered very quickly that I wasn't capable of working for someone else. And so I had to start my own business. And what do you do when you start a business? You go with what you're good at. And I've always been really good with technology. It doesn't scare me. I'm willing to click buttons and find out what happens. And so um, I learned how to build websites and how to do all the techie stuff that a lot of entrepreneurs don't love. Right. And so it just made sense for me to go out and promote myself as a virtual assistant. Uh, but I very quickly discovered how much I did not like doing it. 
uh, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I should be doing it. And yeah. I think that speaks to everybody. So I, I ended up going on a spiritual journey. I learned all about universal laws. I became a numerologist. And then I got confused because I had this business about technology, but I had all this spiritual awareness and I couldn't figure out how to fit the two together mm. until about a year and a half ago, where all of a sudden the light bulb went on, the sky opened, angels sang, I don't know. <laughs> but I all of a sudden saw the clarity of how I could bridge the gap. And so I don't work with virtual assistants, maybe, but mostly who I work with is people who are the intuitives, those who have these spiritual gifts, terrified of technology, don't really want the quote unquote business. And I help them create the structure and the mastery required to be an entrepreneur in the online space so they can get paid for their gifts. And I bring all of those pieces to play in the game, the technology, but also the numerology and the, the laws and all those other pieces. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I was laughing. I was kind of laughing inside when you said, um, you know, so intuitives and I feel like I'm an intuitive anyway, but and I'm actually known as a, as the intuitive connector because I can connect. Yeah. So intuitively, but, but I'm not an intuitive in that sense, but, um, but you were saying intuitives that don't like tech. And I'm like, well, every business person doesn't like tech because <laughs> I mean, normally what we like, unless we're a tech business, right. We like to do what we like to do and can't stand tech. And I mean, here's an example. I'll ask you afterward, but zoom all of a sudden records every single time that I come on and I've turned the buttons off. I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've said, don't do this. And all of a sudden it's doing it. So I now I have two recordings for every zoom. And one of them is just stupid. I, I get on, I hit the button and I go, don't record. And then I got to re record again, you know, and these kinds of tech things drive me nuts, even though I feel like I'm pretty techie. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's taken hours of my time, a little here, a little there. Let me check it again. Maybe it whatever. And it just, it's stupid. It takes too much hours. So um, <laughs> just the way it is. Okay. So now we know what you're doing. We're doing this. Let's step back a little bit further, a lot further. Mm -hmm. And and let's talk a little bit about your, uh, your path here, you know, on, you know, breaking through glass ceilings and what that looked like for you in your life? Because I know you've had um, a little bit of a tumultuous path. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yes. And I love <laughs> and I love that you're so happy about everything too. So there's got to be something that you've been able to uncover and break through, you know, that you can share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had a really happy childhood until I was 16 years old and my dad died suddenly. And right probably about less than 24 hours before he died, uh, him and I got into a really big fight. And I remember just kind of slamming my bedroom door and sitting down on my bed, just angry and saying, I just wish you would die. Mm. And 24 hours later, he was dead. Oh my God. So that created a plethora of beliefs in my brain about how I how the universe was against me. God hated me. God wanted this to happen. And I just started, I, you name the bad decision. I made it. Um, and so I quickly fell in with the wrong crowd. I just didn't believe that there was any point here anymore. And I wasn't actively trying to kill myself, but I definitely didn't care. And so very quickly fell into cocaine abuse. Um, I was, you know, the audience probably doesn't know how much this is, but it was a lot. I was doing an eight ball a day for three years straight. That is a lot. And I was at the point where I wasn't sleeping for over a week at a time. 
Um, I wasn't eating anymore because cocaine makes you not makes you lose your appetite. So I dropped probably 50 pounds. At the same time, I had reconstructive jaw surgery because I was born with a really bad underbite and I felt really self-conscious about it. And so my mom agreed to have this surgery, but I had to wait until I was in my 20s and fully developed. Right. So right. I, had, I had this jaw surgery while actively doing cocaine all the time. Uh, so I lost even more weight because I was wired shut for five weeks and couldn't right. eat at all. But you so there was a small... Right. Yeah. So I went through all of this and then, you know, I, as you read in my bio, I'm a rule breaker. I don't play by the rules. I'm always pushing the status quo. And one day, I mean, throughout all of it, my mom just kept saying, I love you, but I don't love your actions. Mm -hmm. And it was that love that carried me through. And one day it just clicked. Oh, there is love on this planet. And so instead of going to formal treatment, I made a decision to move to a country that had the death penalty if you do drugs. Oh my god. And gosh. that's where I did my rehab. <laughs> what what country is that? I moved to Jakarta, Indonesia. I lived in Indonesia for a year. And wow. then after that, I moved to Dubai for another year after that as well. Wow. Wow. Does Dubai have that same rule? I have no it's idea. very strict punishment there. Yeah. You wouldn't wow. get yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's one way to do it. I mean, there's, there's getting on the wagon and falling off the wagon and then there's, whoa, getting, you know, getting on this chopping block basically is what Pretty you were, much. you know, prepared to do. Wow. Wow. So, so, you know, as you were going, as you were going through all of that, you know, one of the, and, and it sounds like you just didn't care, you know, in, in, gosh, it even sounds like the day that you started to care, you were just through the, this glass ceiling. You didn't have you didn't have these situations where you're, you know, trying and failing and trying and failing. You just kind of went cold turkey or did you? And if you did, tell us a little bit about how that felt, you know, how, how mm -hmm. awful that was going through that, that charred glass. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that I ever fully went back into that three years. That three years was definitely like my breaking point. Um, but there was some shards of glass along the way, for sure. I came back from overseas and ended up getting a DUI. Um, I could never hold a job for more than a year. I would just get bored or always think I could do it better than the boss. And so we would end up fighting. And I just couldn't find my path and was drinking too much and dating the wrong boys and abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely a lot of those shards of glass as I was cleaning up my mess. But um yeah, I think that was really the point of just like, I was done. I was never going back to that situation again. But walking through the DUI, having my mom drive me around it my, in my late 20s, that wasn't very fun. And having abusive relationships, I mean, you name the type of abuse, it's been, it's happened in my world. So, Wow. Well, do you think that, you know, at that time you were attracting it and, you know, I know you're engaged now. Do you feel that, that, did you feel at some point in time that you were attracting all of that abuse or, mm -hmm. um, and, and how do you feel now? I mean, when you, when you met your fiance and you said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, how do I want to phrase this? Like when you met your boyfriend, you think, here we go again, another abusive relationship. Um, yeah. and, and how did you discover that, Hey, maybe it was, 
you that attracted the right person, not that he was the right guy that didn't abuse you. Do you understand what my question yeah. is? I'm yeah, trying to I do. Out. Yeah, because I have a I have another girlfriend that um she's been raped three times. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, I I just I attract it because I'm thinking, my gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so how how did that break happen for you? Yeah. We don't consciously attract it. It's not like I'm going out trying to find it. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think when it was all going down back then, I didn't have any idea of how the universe worked. I was very much, I'd never gone on a spiritual journey. I didn't understand how the universe worked. And so I just thought what I saw in front of me was just what it is. And then I went, I met a spiritual mentor and funny enough, spiritual mentor also presented abuse and narcissistic behavior. Um, <laughs> I know someone else. Right? Was the same thing. Yeah. 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 I was attracting it because I needed to learn that I was attracting it. Mm-hmm. And then I could change my internal landscape to reflect what I wanted to see. And funny, when I met my now fiance, I was in no, I, I don't want a relationship. I don't want a boyfriend. We're just having fun. That's all that's going to happen. And we went through some pretty traumatic stuff ourselves in our the beginning of our relationship. He was in the psych ward for six weeks uh, with a bipolar manic breakdown. And that was how we started our relationship. So it was literally like blew up everything right from the very beginning. But we walked out of that whole situation hand in hand. And I walked through all of my reflection on abuse. He walked through all of his and we did it together. And now we're inseparable. It's it's pretty awesome. So we got engaged a few months ago. Yeah, awesome. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that story. And, and you know, and I hope that it continues. I just hope that it continues to flourish and that, you know, one of you doesn't have some kind of setback that just, you know, tips the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that you're, you know, stronger together. My husband and I have been married for 40 years. And one of the things that we say all the time is that, you know, we're a team and I always, you know, demonstrated as we're lean to, right. We both lean yeah. on each other all the time um, for whatever, yeah. you know, like weaknesses or strengths we have at any given moment, you know, we're just always leaning and we never fall. And I think that that's, yeah. you know, super powerful um, for you. So yeah. congratulations on that. I love that. Um, okay. So let's transfer into something else. I want to talk about what you do for social media. Um, I downloaded your free gift that you have for my, um, for my uh, listeners uh, called authentic content that converts. And you say here it's for healers, light workers. Um, that doesn't mean not working a lot. That isn't like I work lightly. (laughs) Light workers, spiritual leaders, right? Coaches, mentors who want to get paid for their gifts. Well, I'm a coach and a mentor and I want to get paid for my gift no matter what it is. So, you know, I love, I love that you, uh, you know, put this together and saying, you know, Hey, look, you need to be authentic when you're out there doing, um, content out in the world. And this is something that all of us need to hear quite frankly, um, because, have, you know, a dear friend of mine is the person who discovered the Kardashians. And every time he, he uh, says that he apologizes, you know, I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I, when I think of unauthentic, I think of that, I don't follow them. I've never watched anything. I would, I don't even know if I would recognize them on TV or anything. I mean, that's how much I don't really care, but I what I do <laughs> What I do here is, you know, is that fake? Is that real? I mean, we could put this on, on, you know, Paris Hilton. We could do a lot of different things. 
but I, unfortunately that's what happens in social media is that, you know, as not an unknown people, we look up to these known celebrities and we try to emulate what they do instead yes. of, you know, there's a huge gap, a big gap yeah. in that because what they're doing is so not real. And what we're doing is so real, but we can't find that happy medium of how do I be authentic and, and uh, not fall into this kind of trap. So Tell us a little bit about um, your your system, because I know you've got, you know, six, I think it's six steps, right? Yeah, the six step framework of this on how do we become truly authentic, but also be attracting people. It's one thing I can be authentic. I could get up and not have makeup on and be authentic. But is that going to make people come to us and bring business our way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, it comes back to my story of where I've come from. I'm not afraid to share my story. And I think that's where most of us, especially as the intuitives, the healers, the spiritual leaders have a hard time sharing those vulnerable stories. Because what we see on social media, especially with the Kardashians, is just all the flash and all the hype. Right. And we used to see this back in the day with the business world too, where, you know, the rah, 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 I made a million dollars last year. Here's my car. Here's my mansion. Yeah. And that got old real fast because, come on now, that's not what most of us really want mm -hmm. in the long run, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, as I was developing this, and I've been in the social media space for over eight years now, and I am in no stretch a social media expert. <laughs> you will not see me dancing and pointing at things on TikTok. And I have not figured out how to do reels or anything. Oh, okay. But there are six things. <laughs> there are six things that we need to be aware of. And the first one is being vulnerable. We need to be vulnerable in sharing who we are. That doesn't mean you have to put your whole life story on social media. But with all the noise and all the AI and all the, I don't know if you're a bot or a real human, when we speak our truth and we show up as ourselves, the potential clients out there go, oh, they're real. Mm -hmm. And they resonate the most with our stories. And so when you share parts of your life, I talk about being a cocaine addict all the time. I talk about my trauma all the time. Because otherwise people just think, oh, let's put her up on this pedestal because she's got it all figured out. Trust me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The second thing is consistency. I see this happen all the time where there's this big push for a promotion or something and or somebody goes to an event and they're posting, 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 and then they burn out because they don't have systems in place and they go silent for a month. <laughs> That's me. That's yeah. me. my team will tell me now while you're there, you need to post post, right. post. and then I go, okay, 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 okay. Cause I'm actually a very private person. So I have a hard time doing this stuff and other people are always posting for me, but then they'll call and say, you better start posting. You better start posting. And, and so I go, I, I'm a flurry of it. And then I forget. And then they tell me again. Yeah. So I know I'm totally that person. Yeah. Yeah. So having systems in place, I recommend that so long as you're consistent in posting, if you were to post three times a week, you would be better off than this big flurry and then nothing. Right. Because what consistency does with your audience is it generates trust. Mm -hmm. If you're going to just show up for a month and then disappear for a month, how can I trust that you're going to show up for me? Yeah. When yeah. I'm looking for a coach, right? 
And so consistency isn't about posting 15 times a day. And if you go to my profiles, I do post five or six times a day, but I'm ridiculous. (laughs) But what my top recommendation is once a day. And it doesn't need to be big, long form content. It doesn't need to be complicated. Sometimes I just ask a one sentence question. It can be really simple, but consistency is the key. So minimum three times a week, 52 weeks a year, just do it, get it done. So it's interesting. So real quick, yeah, it's interesting that you said, you know, just like, like a little bit of content. I think this is where people have a lot of trouble with that. As a mentor to people, I I can guide them very easily to content because in the businesses they're in, they're asked, and I, and I look at it, as I'm saying this, I'm like, okay, dumb, dumb. But, you know, they're asked a lot of questions. And I said, so all these questions that you get asked all day long, may, turn those into content because it's part of your day. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, well, I get asked questions. How come I don't do it, right? Yeah. It's so funny how we are. Um, yeah. yeah, how we are. Cause I sometimes think, well, I don't have any content because I'm working from home. I don't have mm-hmm. any kids. Now I don't even have a dog. Cause I lost my dog in May. Um, and I'm like, well, how many pictures of food, how many pictures of me <laughs> with my hubby can I take Yeah, you know, or trees? Because I live in the country, you know, I mean, like how many things can I do like that? But I am asked questions all day long you know, by my clients yeah. and by people on, on podcasts and whatnot. So yeah. I'm answering my own question and yeah, helping everyone understand what is the content. So if you don't have a question to ask people, like what's your favorite color and why, um, you know, mm-hmm. you are asked questions a lot in your business that help you answer questions and provide. Yes, them. absolutely. Like everything, every conversation that you have with a potential client is content always. Yeah. Um, So there's no shortage of content. If you've been in business for six months or 10 years, there's no shortage of content ever. Interesting. So the third thing is storytelling, which kind of ties into the vulnerability thing, but we learn best from stories. Stories Mm -hmm. have been the number one teaching tool since before we had actual language because we would sit around the campfire and tell stories that is the traditional way and it still exists now Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes especially as experts we get into this place of teaching teach 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 but we give them like how to's and checklists and pdfs and do this do that checklists all these things and we don't share our own story which is why i say doesn't matter what it is that you're going through even like I could tell a story about yesterday and setting up a Christmas tree when my cats tore it down less than 30 seconds later. It doesn't (laughs) matter what the story is, just tying it back into your work in some way, right? Right. So I could tell a story around the kittens trashing the Christmas tree and having no control. And sometimes things fall apart in your business, but what are you going to do about it, right? So you can always tie it back around to some sort of teaching moment. I literally just made that up on the fly, but thank you. I've just created another piece of content. Yeah, there you go. And, and, you know, I mean, that's, and that's the thing. I love that you're saying this because there's one thing to tell a story and sort of let it end. And and I think there might be a time and place for that, you know, to get people to know you, that type of thing. But I yeah. love that you're saying, you know, take that story and say, how can I apply it? And it is something that I've addressed with my students as well as, you know, when that kind of situation comes up is at the end of the day, looking back on it and saying, how can I learn from that? Yes, it, it was awful or yes, it was fantastic, but how can I learn from that? How could I apply it to my business? And again, 
I have to listen to myself. You know, <laughs> this is why coaches, I mean, we can't see our own ears and this is why yeah. coaches need coaches because yeah. I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I'm the own, my own choir right now. Um, but I do like that. You're saying, take the storytelling and, and bring it back because I don't always see that from people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, you're not just on social media to tell stories. You're, if you're a business owner in the online space, you're using social media specifically for your business to attract, nurture, and convert clients. And so your stories need to make sense. And yeah. I, I see that a lot where that people just tell a story and it doesn't go anywhere and it's fun and it's entertaining, but where's the learning in it? So right, right. yeah, that's important. So then two, uh, three more. So variety is important too. So I see this a lot where people get bored of their content. One of the things that I learned from my coach, the only person who's bored of your content is you. Yes. And I know that because I've said it 30,000 times and they're like, but nobody else has heard it. And I go, really? Ah, are you sure? Because I think the whole world's heard it. (laughs) Yes. Because it runs in your brain all the time, right? Right. Because that's what you teach. But the thing is, I remember a a couple of years ago working with my spiritual mentor and she would say the same thing in every single coaching call. And it still took me six months to get it. And so when we, when we hear things, we hear it and we're like, yeah, or we don't even hear it at all. It just goes right over our head. And then all of a sudden it clicks, right? So that's the same thing with our content. We need to post a variety of different types of content for people's different ways of learning. So long form posts, short form posts, videos, all those different varieties. Also posting a variety of vulnerable stories, how to actual posts, um, different kind of like engagement posts. There's lots of different variety. But I also think that if your message, your message needs to stay consistent. So variety and different types of content, but messaging consistent, even if you think people have heard it a thousand times, because <laughs> they probably haven't heard it. <laughs> no, I know that. It, that is so funny. I love that. Okay. So um, I was going to ask you something about that too. I'm taking notes. I hope, I hope all of you can hear my, my nails typing because I'm taking notes. I mean, this, I love learning too. Um, you know, just about the staying consistent, the variety of things, you know, for people that are like, I don't want to be on the videos. I don't want to do mm-hmm. the videos. I just, yeah. my, my response is you got to get over it. You just have to <laughs> like you look and I don't know what else to say. You got to get over it. And if you make a mistake, like here I am taking notes and I'm talking about it. There are mm-hmm. other, you know, I've been on over 1300 podcasts and people are so stiff and so, you know, they're like, the next question that we ask everybody is, and, <laughs> and I have to yeah. have the perfect everything and they have their headset and they have their, and I, and I really don't in mine. And yet people yeah. still like the content because I'm real with it, but yes. truly if someone is just scared to death about video, what can we do to help them? Well, I've got a story for you. <laughs> okay. And it's going to go right back to learning, isn't it? Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> so six years ago, uh, it was, yeah, I think it was six years ago. Um, I was, I was doing a bunch of personality assessments and one of them was a numerology report that I received. Mm-hmm. And in that report, it basically said everything about it was I should be a speaker. I had something to express. Well, at the time I was a virtual assistant behind the scenes, never done a video ever. Didn't right. want to absolutely terrified. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, It's been one of my biggest dreams to be a speaker. 
And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm scared. Do it anyway. So I felt all that fear. And it took me about 15 tries to actually push that go live button. And you know how your Facebook memories pop up every year? That video would go by every year. And so there's a piece of that. But that first video was awful. It was so bad. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I made a decision from that video to do a Facebook live every single weekday. And I ended up doing a Facebook live every weekday for four years. years. I read about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I can tell you now when you put a camera in front of my face, I'm like, Hey, I'm Cindy. Cause I'm, I am so used to it. You weren't born with the skill to speak on camera. Nobody's born with that skill. It's a practice. And so you've got to step through that fire to the first one, that glass ceiling to the first one. And then you get better and you get better and you get better. And four years down the road, you look back and you go, well, I'm very good at that now. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what the stumbling block is with video. It is the weirdest thing because, um, you know, one of the questions I always ask everyone is when was the last time that you did something for the first time? Mm -hmm. Right. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And um, it's not what I ask everybody on this call, by the way. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows I'm not doing that. Like racket, but no, I do something yeah, yeah. new a lot. Yeah. But I always, I always say, you know, what, when was the last time you did something for the first time? And people are like, oh, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I'm learning a new language. I'm dancing. I've been dancing for years, but, you know, I'm learning a new language right now. I'm dancing. I'm planning to do um, ice skating. I've ice skated since I was a little girl, but I'm planning to go and do it for the first time as in a really late, late adult. So I haven't done it for a while. You know, I just haven't. And um, every time that we go and we do these new things, we're learning and we're horrible at it. It doesn't matter if you want to snow ski or water ski or cook something in your heart. You think you're a horrible cook. You know, if you don't start learning and practicing it, you'll never get better. And videos are just like that. And you still feel funky when you're falling on the, the ski slope. And I know how to ski. I've skied since I was three, but, but you're, you still feel funny when I feel funny when I'm speaking French, I'm still funny. And I'll, you know, I just, I'm embarrassed and, and all these things, but I get through it and people get through these new challenges. But for some reason in the video world and for social media, they won't even try. Yeah. Even try. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that, you know, it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel this is one I love. It doesn't feel aligned. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. alignment is alignment. just when your brain and your heart are on the same page. Yeah. That's all alignment is. You don't have to have all your chakras lined up to, to be able to do a video. But yeah. it's fear. It's fear of judgment because social media is a nasty place. And there's some really mean people out there. And then what if nobody sees the video? What if nobody comes to my live? There's all these what ifs. And it's just stepping out of that zone of familiarity of not being on camera and just choosing what's more important, me creating impact and getting paid for my gifts or not getting judged because you can't have. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, I've done plenty lives that nobody showed up and nobody watched later either. You know, yeah. I've been playing. You can always delete it later. Or, 
you know, you've done something and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I can't wait to see how many people have responded. Not because I'm doing some number game. Okay. Cause I'm going to ask you this question in just a moment, but not because I'm doing the number game, but only to find out where's everybody at. How can, I mean, this was really cool. This is really good. How come nobody's looking right. And I don't yeah. go into a corner and say, well, I'm never going to do videos again. That's crazy. Um, I'm going to continue to plug along. So, but yeah, listening to the video, watching it again, say, okay, where, where's the challenge? Where's the problem? here and maybe and I don't know you know I've had it happen several times so maybe it was you know I don't know the time of day maybe it was that it just didn't resonate but I, I went back and tried to learn from it and thought well do I make adjustments but hey this one did a hundred you know whatever views and shares and whatever and this one didn't and I didn't do anything much different it's just it's mm -hmm. weird. and I and I just you know you just have to worry about it. you know I always have this phrase and it's back here behind me um, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Just, yeah. just stop. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just everybody else is taken. So, so I want to ask you, well, why don't you go to the last one in the time that we have? And then I need to ask you a question about engagement. So um, go yeah. on to differentiation. Yeah. So differentiation is, and authenticity, the last two. So differentiation and authenticity actually go really well together. So you are, it's just like you said, everyone else is taken. You are a unique, wonderful, magical human being that has traits and characteristics that nobody else does. Why are you trying to fit yourself into a box mm -hmm. like everyone else? Yeah. And this is because we're afraid, afraid of judgment. We're afraid of ridicule and social media is this nasty place. And there's lots of trolls out there who are mean and there's internet bullies that are hiding behind their own screen just to be rude to people. Mm -hmm. And so we need to develop some thick skin and then also spend a lot of time exploring who we are yeah. so that when you show up on video, you're showing up as you and not like this robot reading a script, right? I can tell from a mile away if you're reading a script on video, I know. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, even in your content, maybe you write with lots of emojis. Maybe you write with lots of weird grammar. Maybe you like to use shortened words, whatever. If you like to do it, show up and do that, which also leads to differentiation because the, the online space is noisy. Everybody and their dog has a coaching business out there, right? And so if you want to stand out and attract your ideal client, you need to do a couple of things. You need to stand for what you stand for. Therefore, sharing your values, sharing your vision, sharing your lifestyle, sharing that you love food and trees, <laughs> right? right? right. But also standing up for what you don't stand for. So mm -hmm. speaking about, so we always talk about attracting new clients, but we right. also need to detract the people who don't belong there because we don't wanna just have everybody love us. That's not the point of using our social media for business. The point of our social media for business is to attract, nurture, and convert our dream clients. Why would we want people there like Uncle Bob that abuses us every Christmas hanging out on our social media profile? Yeah. And so I actively post content that pushes people away, that yeah. I stand against, like my beliefs that I stand against certain things because I don't want those people hanging out on my profile. Right. right. And that is also authentic yeah. as well. So, yeah. And yeah. I, I do, I agree that that is too. I mean, I always say that it's about chocolate, I mean, not chocolate chip, but um, peanut butter cookies, because those are my favorite things, right? I love peanut butter yeah. cookies. And um, so, you know, if all your, so what I do is I talk about peanut butter cookies, 
just peanut butter, mm -hmm. cookies, peanut butter cookies. And if someone likes chocolate chip, then they're not going to call me because they know yeah. I like peanut butter cookies. You know, now if I'm saying, look, my, my expertise is peanut butter cookies, but I like these other cookies. They're fun. Then I need to tell them that too, so that I can bring in the dabblers and, you know, who may or may not fit quite, or might be, you know, part of a, um, a startup program versus, you know, one of my high-end programs. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So now here's my question as we finish up our time together, engagement, it's one thing too. And I hear this all the time and I've got some thoughts on this, but I want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. Engagement. Um, we, we talk about engagement all the time. Engagement is not, I posted and I got a hundred likes. I posted and three people shared and I got a bunch of likes and kitty cats and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not engagement. No, in my eyes. So no. what do we do when we get, when we post something and we have all these responses, we have some comments, we have some sharing, we have some likes and whatever. Do we just look at it and go, yay, yay, yay? Or how do we reply? How do we respond so that we can create some yeah. conversation? I love this question because this is like my biggest thing that I stand for in social media. Social media is social. Yeah. It means it's a relationship tool. And so we're not just posting for vanity metrics and, oh my God, everyone loves me. It's post to yeah. build relationships. And so have conversations with these people. I am actively in the DMs talking to people and asking questions and how can I help you? And here's a free thing and try this out. And so when I post a question and people comment below, I reply to every single response. Even if it's just Barnes, yeah, correct. So I will comment on the post and say, check your DMs. And yeah. then I will go DM. So you're yeah. going to the DMs because, yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's better relationship than liking the reply or thanks or whatever, it's, which we all do. I mean, there's days yeah. that you're just like, I'm busy and I need to do, but I love that you're doing that. Now, the question then becomes, um, what do you say in those to get engagement? Because I will tell you, and I'm, I'm, I know we're talking about social media, which is Facebook. When I'm going yes. to, when I'm going to LinkedIn, as soon as I connect, someone wants to connect with me and I go, okay, connect. I get this <laughs> DM that says, I've been, I've been listening to your podcast. No, you just connected with me. Right. Or yeah. I've been, I, I went through your website and you're missing some things for SEO, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or, you know, if you need more leads and, and I'm thinking, you know, this is malpractice because you haven't even diagnosed what I need. And I immediately yes. disconnect immediately. Yes. Go, nope, no longer. So yeah. what is it that you're saying that's engaging? Is it just waiting for the response for the comment and then and then saying, hey, I'm a coach and this is what I can do for you? Oh, God, no, please don't do it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good. I'm glad you're saying that. Give us a tip on what we should be saying. Ask questions. So you, if you go to a live networking event or a live event, yeah. you don't walk up to a complete stranger and say, hi, I'm a coach. You should hire me. That's just not what you do. And Facebook is this, or LinkedIn or any social media platform is the same. Ask questions. So I, I have a rule. Tell relate. me about yourself, right? So acknowledge, relate, ask. Okay. So acknowledge something that they've done. Maybe they asked a question on your post or you've looked at their profile. Acknowledge them. I see you. 
So I will say something like, oh my God, I love this about your profile, or I'll say something. And I keep it related to business. I stay out of the small talk, but I say something like, oh, I noticed that you requested my free guide on authentic content that converts. How are you doing? I love what you're doing about this healing industry. I see that you're struggling or I'll relate to them in some way. So relate to being the second one. Oh, I totally relate to that. I used to be the same way. I had this struggle, right? You'll and then that. ask a right. question, ask an open-ended question. Right. So I will ask something like, what do you find the biggest challenge on staying consistent in creating content? And then wait for the response. I'm not pushing anything. I'm not selling anything. I'm not saying you, I, I don't want to just hire anybody. I don't want the not the wrong clients to get on a call right. with me. Right. And so I need to make sure that I'm finding out who they are too. So it's a yeah. two-way conversation. Yeah. I love that. Um, I've never heard someone say that and it's interesting. Uh, and I'll tell you what I've, what I'm, what part I'm talking about is that <laughs> I, I use this it's different, but it's the same, but I use this analogy all the time. Whenever I have a three day, you know, virtual event, which by the way, I'm going to have one, but I'll say it at the end, yeah. but I'm, but you know, I'm when I have a three day virtual event, how many people come on and they're just, you know, with their, their blank, whatever, they don't even have pictures, right. They're just screens. Yeah. And I say all the time, like, would you ever go to networking and register like outside the door, register and get your little name tag and thing, and then run inside and run into a closet and then go, <laughs> I'm over here. I have a question, right? I mean, you would never do that, but yeah. that's exactly what it is. And and it's funny because I had a live event before um, before COVID because I was already always doing this anyway. And um, I had this live event and I had them put up a black curtain on the side of the, yes. the thing. And everyone kept going, what's that? And I go, I just want like half of you to go over behind the black curtain right now and just, you know, go ahead and stand over there. And so a bunch of people went, and um, we counted off by one, two, three. So we kept the whatevers. And okay, so everybody who's a two, everybody go behind the black curtain. And then they got there and I didn't give them any more instruction. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. They were like, hey, um, they were peeking around and raising their hands. <laughs> and I just said, it's the funniest thing. So I love the story that you're saying about if you were at a networking event and you walked up to someone and they said, oh, I like your dress, you know, because you have a dress yeah. on and that's your post. I like your dress. And that you go, oh, and you walk cool. away. You should hire you didn't me. Like it? You didn't <laughs> comment on it. You didn't relate to it. You didn't comment back to them. You just looked at them and walked away. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. 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 Okay. We're pretty funny when we get on social media. We treat it as if it's something else, and it's not. It's social media. It's social networking. <laughs> I love that you keep saying that. That's so funny. <laughs> You're going in social media. Yes, we know it is. Um, yeah, I really, you know, I really love your, your attitude towards this. I think it's just hilarious that, that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that you have this, this thought process behind it. And I mean, look, we, we all have talked to people who do social media, but there's always just, you've done something that is a differentiator in this podcast, mm -hmm. right? You've done something to yeah. differentiate yourself. Um, and, and to be authentic and real and in the process as well. So, wow. Thank you so much. Now I know you've got a great gift and the gift is the authentic content that actually converts that so you can make money with your gifts. And we'll have the link in the link in the show notes so that everyone can get a copy of that. And I've been using it and taking notes on it as we've been going through this process here. So for those of you that are watching and you see me shifting my eyes, that's because I'm taking notes, um, you know, just the way I am. 
And, um, and I really, really appreciate that. And if someone wants to work with you, wants you to be their uh, coach, their guide in, in uh, putting out their content, tell us a little bit about what that looks like uh, for them. Yeah. Are they paying you on a monthly basis? Do you set up a roadmap? Do you give them a calendar of ideas? How do you, how do you tend to coach people? Yeah, so I work in a lot of different ways because I think there's three things important to the online business space. Number one, you need to know who you are. So I teach self-mastery and that's a 10-week course that we go through. Um, the second piece is self-expression. So that's where the content comes in, but it's more than that. It's learning how to have sales conversations and how to be comfortable in asking for the sale and expressing yourself through video and all those things. So I teach that as well. And then the third thing is sustainability in your business of having some systems because most of my clients hate systems because it feels too structured and they can't be intuitive. And so I liken it to an, a sandbox for your intuition to play in. You need to have some sort of foundation and four walls for you to bump up against. Otherwise, you're running naked down the beach. That's for your personal life, not for your business. Right. And so right. I help you set up those systems and those structures. And because I was a virtual assistant, I tell you what, I got standard operating procedures and checklists like you wouldn't believe. And you literally just check things off the list. It's really easy to follow. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, that's powerful too. I mean, you know, I have a program called leap and part of that is systems, right? And you've got to have systems in place and it's, it's imperative. Otherwise you can't grow and scale, which is what I do. Right. So I love that. <laughs> so Cindy, leave us with, and, and by the way, I know you're doing a TV documentary about your life. Yes. <laughs> I know. Have you finished filming? Yes, filming is complete. Uh, it should be open. It should be available to, to the public by the spring. So awesome. I know it's Where going into everything we find in, it in the spring. Where is it going to be showing? It's going to be showing on um, what's TGO TV? TV. TGO TV. It'll be on TV. Yeah. Yeah. TGO TV. TGO TV. Yeah. It's a friend of ours. Her name is Teresa Goss, and she goes yes. by TGO. And um, okay, good. So that's coming out. What's the name of it? So people can look it up. Yellowbird. Yellowbird. Why was it named Yellowbird? Um, well, I share a very intense story about my life and it leads to, you know, storytelling. What's the lesson in it? And it comes at the end as, and we see the Yellowbird as freedom, love, happiness, joy, bliss on the other side. So the, the, it's a symbolic, symbolic gesture. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a yellow rose is peace. You know, it's a peace yeah. rose and stuff. Yeah. It's my favorite rose. So now everybody knows I love peanut butter love cookies and I love yellow roses. <laughs> so everyone knows. And trees and food. <laughs> right, and apparently trees and food. Well, I'm a vegetarian. So I like when I cook my food, I'm like, look at my food. It looks like your food and you could eat it. It's so good. Um, go. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Leave us with a quote or a mantra that would tie all of this up into a bow. Mm. You deserve to have every single extraordinary experience that you want. And the only thing stopping you is you. So stop uh, it. <laughs> just simple and to the point. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cindy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I, I know that some everybody who listened got something from you. Everybody who listened. I love your mantra. I can't wait. We'll put that on the meme so that everybody can see it. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to you for listening today, for taking time out of your day. I know many of you uh, like to work out, like to ride bikes. I hear that all the time. You know, hey, I run and I listen to you. And I know some of you drive in your car and you're doing, I call it car college, right? Where you're learning um, in, in the car and everything. So I, I thank you for listening in. I just ask you to pay this forward, share this with someone else, please share it with someone else so we can continue to grow our listenership. It's so important. And don't forget to click on the link below and subscribe to my YouTube channel. So you can see all the great content that we're putting out over time. And again, Cindy, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Next time. We'll see you on the next episode. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.